Hey there, gang. Another disclaimer right at the beginning of this. We are having internet connectivity issues throughout the latter half of the podcast. Um, pay no mind to them. Uh, I still edited out all the wonky parts, and I think everyone's point got across just fine. So please enjoy the show, and we'll check you out in the next one. Hey, welcome everybody to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes and again a small town guest give you our big, dumb opinions. I am toward the max extreme. And uh, I did the Kelsey run in 12 parsecs. <laughs> and again, Hot Take Havens is in the hot seat. We are... Woody! <laughs> <laughs> we are traveling down... The Kessel Run, and this episode, we are doing Solo, a Star Wars story for Star Warrantine. We are doing all of these in chronological order, the worst way to watch these movies. <laughs> for, for the first... Especially for, this one, Jesus For so much shit. Yeah, this is... Uh, so to remind the listeners, if maybe this is our first listen to this... Uh, 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 Coach Havens, this is your first viewing of any Star Wars movie ever, correct? First viewing of any Star Wars movie, more than like a one-minute clip ever. <laughs> what a wild ride we've been on already. We've yeah. <laughs> we've done episode one, episode two. In fact, it's getting so wild that uh, I don't know if the, if you're well aware of this hot take, Havens, but your wife has secretly messaged me and Troy. <laughs> complaining that you are now saying star wars sayings around the house you know this is not false it is <laughs> happening <laughs> and i think i'm making sayings up because i was walking around the pool yesterday going me jabba me jabba <laughs> We're combining jar jar binks and jabba the hut <laughs> well damn it they're like two of my favorite characters <laughs> And we have really yet to see Jabba the Hutt, really. I mean, we've seen him briefly, but we have not seen him, you know, in his full form What are you yet. talking about, Troy? We've watched his son be kidnapped. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Poor Stinky. <laughs> uh, so we tonight are getting into Solo, a Star Wars story, our first uh not divergence into a, a side story but our first disney uh side story since they've owned the property um and we're gonna see how that fares as well uh hot take havens you said you had some notes but not as many as usual yeah, so I think the notes have become kind of a little funny haha on the podcast but uh, I didn't take a lot of notes on this movie because honestly i thoroughly enjoyed it okay and yeah i really liked it but i had a few complaints as far as <sighs> there's such to me there was such long scenes in this movie okay that i didn't get a lot of notes because they were kind of just it didn't get boring but it just felt very drawn out where right. they could have done something in five minutes, but instead they took 20 minutes. Okay, and we'll we'll get to that. Why don't we get to what, uh, why don't we get a, a little bit of, like, some box office facts? So, this movie came out May 25th of 2018, uh, had a budget of, it's one of the most highly budgeted movies of all time. It's at <laughs> $275 million. Jesus! <laughs> Mostly because, what? Uh, well, I'll tell you why. This movie was pretty much shot twice. <laughs> uh, I'll get into that in just a little bit. So, domestically, this movie made $213.8 million. And worldwide, just shy of $400 million at $392.9 million. Uh, this movie would need to make a half a billion dollars to break even. <laughs> and it did not make that. So it was a bit of a loss for Disney. Needless to say, Rotten Tomatoes has us at 70%. I don't 
IMDb has it about roughly the same at 6.9 out of 10. Metacritic at 62%. And Filmy, which is a Greek site, gives it two and a half stars out of five. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. There well, we a couple go. of pissy peats over there, huh? <laughs> now, a fun fact for this movie is that, Troy, we've actually reviewed this in the past. <laughs> yes. I, I do remember that. I didn't go back and listen to it because I, I didn't want to, like... Either. I didn't want to really sully my thoughts, what I had on it, like watching it very recent to its release to where I kind of landed on it today because I watched it, rewatched it this morning. Yeah. Um, so my, I don't know what I even graded it back then. I'll, I'll go back. and I don't, I don't either. I, I, I was, I was thinking about going back and listening to our review, but yeah, like you said, I, I was think it'd be more fun to just kind of get my thoughts on it just based on my latest viewing of it yeah so uh old hot take he havens over there <laughs> i almost called you a hot take heathen <laughs> hot take a new <laughs> what uh could you give us a brief synopsis on what happened in star wars or uh, uh oh can <laughs> star I? Wars. Star wars story yeah can i i'd love to uh it is a lawless time. Crime syndicates are out for food, medicine, and a drug, I think, called hyperfuel. In, in Corellia, Lady Proxima runs kids into crime with promises of shelter, and a young man yearns to be on Star Search. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I had, okay so fair enough i had no idea what to expect going into this movie so i just wrote down what they put in like the little scroll at the front of the movie <laughs> that sounds good I, I you guys last week kind of uh warned me about this and that i was going to be introduced to characters and given a backstory to these characters i'm supposed to care about but i have no idea who they are yet yep yeah so I did not know what to expect. So I went into this expecting very little. And um, I came away with a little bit of appreciation for it. Okay. So All right. I I think that was generally everybody's viewpoint going into it when it came out. So this was yeah. originally going to be directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did, like, the Lego movies. And they shot, like, a ton of it before, like the execs saw what they were filming and hated it. And so they get, they fired them when they were like halfway done filming the movie. And then they hired on Ron Howard and then he reshot 80% of the movie. <laughs> that's Jesus. why, that's why it blossomed up to such a huge budget. So I don't even know what really was, what, what was kept at all from the Phil, uh, uh, the Lord and Miller version at all. Yeah. Let's see so, that cut. <laughs> yeah, release oh, the Lord of Miller cut. Yeah. yeah. This came out in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It's only two years old. Yeah. It is. It seems like forever oh ago God. it came out, right? Well, it just seems like 2020 has gone on forever already, but it just. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it only. We're in the third year of 2020 right now. <laughs> it only came out two years ago, almost to the day. That's. So again, I, for people that have just tuned into the podcast, I don't Wikipedia anything. I don't look at IMDb. I don't do any internet research on these movies at all until we podcast because I don't want to know anything about it. I want you guys to tell me and me to just sound like I'm an absolute idiot because I am. <laughs> so I am shocked. I had this movie that I figured it came out like in 2010. I figured it was at least 10 years old. <laughs> nope. You would be incorrect. Yeah. Man. In fact, the movie we're watching next week, I think, is just a year old, like year younger than this. Uh, I don't. Or two years younger than this. I don't. Yeah, it's two years. Okay. Yeah, it came out in 2016. Yeah. Ooh, what are we watching next week? I can't wait to find <laughs> out. <laughs> we'll tell you at the tail end of the show. Well, we'll let you know. Um, tail end of the show. <laughs> but yeah, so. So Han Solo, obviously a super popular character that Cole, you're meeting for the first time in this movie, in his solo movie. Um, 
I would like I don't want to say like it's spoiling. It's hard to say what you would take from this into future movies because I've never been able to like experience that. <laughs> but like literally everything in this movie is just like filler information on how he got to the points in the the next couple like original trilogy movies. Literally any information that's brought up in those originally original trilogy movies is done here in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, the next three movies are going to be boring as shit for me. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like any yeah. any mystery behind the character of Han Solo, where it's like, how did he meet Chewbacca? Did how did he get the Millennium Falcon? How does he know this person? Where did he get his gun? All of it is just all done in this one movie, and it. Yeah. That's what drives me insane about this movie is that yeah. everything that is elusive about Han Solo happened happened in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part of the part of the charm of Han Solo in the original trilogy is that he could be full of shit on everything he's saying, but this movie solidifies that it was all true and it makes me hate him a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I I do not like that this movie exists, but saying that, <laughs> I do enjoy this movie. Yeah, I think out of anything Disney has put out in terms of Star Wars, this movie feels more like how I felt watching the original trilogy. Okay, yes. of Yes, of every one of the Disney outputs, this is most... I feel like this is the most original trilogy feeling, yes. Yeah. It does have modern sensibilities to it, like modern film styling and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. it does have that... Maybe it's just Ron Howard, because Cole even said this movie felt older than what it was. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's yeah. it. Even, but even like the aesthetic, like in terms of like how people dress, like it feels more like the 70s, like how Star Wars... Like when Star Wars was made, like even down to... Um, uh, what's her name? Like she has like a like a legit like afro where it's like <laughs> it, it's space, but it feels more like with like a seventies aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I, uh, I I'm trying not to like divulge too much into the next coming movies, but it's hard to do with this. Do you know what I mean, Joel? It's like everything. <laughs> so <laughs> let me let me chime in here. Right. This is one of my questions I have later. Okay, is this movie necessary? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it is okay. not. It is that, not. That no. gives into my final grading of the movie later because I liked the movie, but at the end of it, I was thinking, now I don't even know what's coming, but I kind of have an idea of what's coming. Yeah, and I just thought, is this movie even necessary in the whole series? No, this this movie is total and utter fan bait. Like it's it's to draw off of things that have been said in other movies you haven't seen yet. Which I love the fact that you've watched this before, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it it is it is completely unnecessary. Because Han Solo is, it, what's great about him is the mystique of the character. He's a rebel, he's a, like a bit of a scoundrel, and what he says that comes out of his mouth might not be true. And so that what was, that's what's great about him coming up. That, like, all, it, like, I think you'll actually like him, Cole. Like, regardless of what you think of him in this, if, even if you like him in this, I think you'll still like Harrison Ford his portrayal of him coming down the line. But like Wait, Harrison Ford plays Han Solo? Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> what? You didn't know that? You didn't know no, that? You didn't know that? Like his most famous role. <laughs> okay. You're talking to a guy who's never really watched Star Wars. Come on. I feel like Let's that Let's with the whole Star Wars team program here. Okay, I that blows my mind that you know way less than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> 
that really shakes the like upsets the apple cart okay Okay. i'm looking so forward to you getting into the original trilogy god damn oh my god so i get woody harrelson now and i get harrison ford in a oh my god i'm so excited (laughs) okay let me let's dive into the plot a little bit okay so uh i do like that it's kind of like a background like a little background information on han solo that he was trying to be like an imperial pilot i like that because the empire is huge why not try out to be a pilot in the empire right and he totally yeah. gets like disregarded and kicked out of whatever I like that. Yeah, I was like, I was a huge fan of like the whole thing of him like joining the Empire, where it's like, well, I got nothing else to do. Yeah, and I um I also liked uh the quick. I don't even know if it's like ten minutes, but like when he's in the shit, you know what I mean? Like he's actually in war, like the Empire is like fighting against, and he's just like a grunt, like he's not even a yeah. stormtrooper, like he is just. <laughs> Like he barely has a helmet. It this is like World War One, like trench warfare shit. Like you know what I mean? And uh, I actually liked that quite a bit. And that happened. And it's almost like a throwaway thing, like kind of in the beginning of this. But I I, I really liked that aspect of it. And actually, this and um, the next movie we're gonna go into because they don't deal with like the Skywalker canon of it. I like that it's like the world that they live in and how the empire is running things. And you get to see like what life is like and not have to deal with these, this bloodline. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the thing I like about this and the next movie we're going to talk about is that none of them deal with the force really. No, they don't even kind of see how like someone like, when, like when we get into the original trilogy, where Han Solo doesn't even believe the Force exists, like you can see how someone can believe that, because it's like in this, and then even in the next one, you barely even see the Force being used. They don't even bring up Jedi or the Force in this movie at all. Yeah, and I like yeah, that a lot. I had a, I had a note later on that said it was a Star Wars movie with no lightsabers. Is that even possible? Well, technically, there's one. <laughs> in- Wait. Did I nap during this? Where was it? <laughs> you might have. It's a. It's very quick, near like, near the end. It's a. It happens in a hologram. Okay. <laughs> Did you nap during it? That's okay. I'll I'll let you know what happens when we get to it. Okay. But um, and then going forward, uh, Han Solo finding like a like l- using his wits to know that these like rapscallions that are not who they say they are. I actually really like that too. And he ends up like infiltrating their gang. And I don't even really hate how he meets Chewbacca either in this. No, I liked that a lot. Actually. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. It's if, if you do a little bit, so what kind of sullies me a little bit about it? Like I still like it, but what sullies me a bit is that Chewbacca in canon is like a war hero and then in i I, it 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 only like uh, gets me a little bit because like he's so it seems like he's just easily captured and is just being tortured down in this pit which it's not like that's far-fetched it's like a prisoner of war or whatever it is yeah um but that he being used like a makeshift like uh had to spoil later movies like a makeshift rancor yeah kind of um cole i love that we can say this and cole's like i have no idea that's like seven (laughs) movies away i'm completely lost right now (laughs) what the hell are you guys talking about you'll you'll find out well i'll totally forget by the time we get there but you'll find out but uh it's a long ways down the line it oh uh, boy I do, I do like the way they meet and, uh, how like Chewie's like code of conduct, like after he like saves his life and now he's indebted to like help Han Solo his whole life. But like, I love also, it's like that 
also he like has a legit friendship with him as well. So it's not just like his hairy manservant type deal. Like he is like legit a co-pilot. And I like that he makes that prevalent in this movie as well. That he's just not like his hairy manservant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, even like as the movie movie goes on, and when they actually get into the Millennium Falcon, and like you see like that, like, you see like the the subtle like transition from like uh, Lando to like what you know from the like original trilogy, where it's like, oh fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, oh, you just talked about Lando. Let me talk about portrayals a little bit. So Alden, okay. uh, Alden Ehrenreich, um, I thought did a pretty decent job at um, at doing his Han Solo impress- impersonation. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't trying to be Harrison Ford, which no. I liked. But I really love uh, Donald Glover's Lando. Oh yeah. And Cole has no reference to him, whatever. I don't know, he has whatsoever. no reference either. Like, so no, I don't want to ask. So Cole, like, who, like, what characters really stuck out to you in this movie? Uh definitely Han Solo. Okay. Um, and <laughs> Woody Harrelson. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I love the Woody Harrelson character. That's fine. I, I does. He, I like like I I was hoping that he was not going to you know at the very end we'll get to that of course but I was hoping that he was actually in further movies that character because he said he was going to like a big crime gangster mm-hmm. and I was like oh he's gonna go see my buddy Jabba but then he didn't make it there and you know that all happened but <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well it's kind of, it it's kind of hard that Woody Harrelson would have to have been like what 13 in the, <laughs> in the original trilogy uh <laughs> but uh oh you know what before you move on i don't know the name of this character but i loved the pilot in the very beginning oh yeah voice that little tiny dude he looked like he was like a like a four-armed alien oh my god that guy was awesome again he died not fun yeah, uh, the joy uh, voiced by John Favreau. Yeah, he was what? Yeah, he was voiced. Oh my god, he was voiced by John Favreau. I th- I really liked him too. I totally forgot he was in this movie, and actually, that was okay. One of my complaints about this movie is that Woody Harrelson's character has this whole crew before he meets Han and Chewie, and they die. Yeah. And he yeah, they kill him off super fast. They kill him off super fast, and he never feels like he really cares. It's not like yeah. he doesn't have any time to grieve or anything like that. It's like, yeah, oh, like they're he, dead. He Who seems cares? more pissed they didn't do the mission than that his entire crew's dead. Yeah. And I would assume. But he did keep saying, he, he kept going back and saying throughout the movie, don't trust anyone. Yeah, that's true. But it seems like he has like a really established relationship, at least with. Um, ah, uh, the chick in the movie. I can't remember who that, what her name was. Um, oh, yeah, his his uh partner in that. Like I, he, he like never. He, it feels like to me like he, it. They moved on too quick from that, and he never really felt any repercussions from it. And that's like one of the. That's like one of the things I'm yeah. checking the movie and- for. Yeah, and like uh, they, I think they they do try to establish Woody Harrelson's character as like a, a person that says don't trust to establish what Han Solo is kind of like when you first see him in the original trilogy. Yeah, but yeah, but they but they beat that over your head where it's like that's why he's like the way he is, kind of like what this whole movie is, where it's like they beat you over the head with events that you know from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Once, w- once you start watching the original trilogy, Cole, like all of these questions you have about this movie are going to be like answered, and most of it's be like, "Why did we see this?" And like, then <laughs> yeah, you'll realize. I can totally believe that. Once the question is brought up later, 
So Okay, I can believe that. Because already I'm thinking, like, this movie's completely unnecessary. Yeah, well, it, it, kinda, yeah. it, it is. So, like, every single Han Solo trope comes into fruition in this movie, even to the point where his name is given. And I, I hate oh. that. <laughs> Most eye-rolling fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do not care where Han Solo got his name. Like, I, it could just be his name. It doesn't bother me that, like, his name was yeah. only Han, and they had to add Solo and some weird quirk. Yeah. I thought that Where's was... Where's the scene where Anakin actually walked on the sky, you fucking idiot? <laughs> Oh my god! You fucking idiot! <laughs> it it is it's pretty groan inducing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> also, but I will say it helped me out because going into this movie, I didn't know if it was a Han or Hans solo. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they spelled it out in that little scene with that guy taking his name helped me out a lot. Oh, good. I'm glad that could clear something up for you. <laughs> um, but even to the point where, like, they... Uh, it, it's like where... They, they answer all the questions that, like, come up in later movies. Like, where does he get the the uh millennium falcon how does he meet chewy even like questions you don't care about like where did he get his yeah. blaster how did oh, he get shit. it like just dumb stuff like that it like who cares that's like way too fine-tuned nerdy shit to care yeah even random bullshit like where did the dice on the millennium falcon come from like who cares yeah like, that... even, even Dis disney is like Hit, like beating that over the head, like they always bring up those dice. They went all. Like, I didn't even know they existed. <laughs> they went all in on that in the original trilogy. They never make any reference to those whatsoever. Yeah, like they flash to them maybe once in the original trilogy. Disney's like fans will fucking jizz over these <laughs> dice. <laughs> But that totally, and I haven't even watched the, the original trilogy, but that totally speaks to the complete stupidity of even having this movie. Because I'm sure Ron Howard probably just went and watched those original trilogies like, oh, how many things about Han Solo do I have questions on? Oh, let's answer every single fucking one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Like, I I, yeah. have, I have no idea, but... It, any and I love thing. how you bring up. I love how you bring up Troy that it's like it all took place in the span of like a week. <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> everything that makes up who Han Solo is took place on like a really cool week for him. <laughs> like it literally is. He met Chewie. He got the Millennium Falcon. He got his blaster, and he did the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. Like all of that happened yeah. in a week. That's all that Han Solo's character is. <laughs> Happened in a week span he of time. A, he rode on top of a train for 17,000 miles. <laughs> Fortunately, that is not in the, in the canon what's coming up later. He never brings up a train, so that's good. Yeah. That train, that train goes, goes, goes cool, on though. forever. Yeah, The train it does. scene I thought was pretty cool, though. Yeah, that I did cool. like the train scene. But it went on forever. Like, that train, like, how, how long was this train track? My God. <laughs> well, it's an alien world. Who knows? It could go. It could. It'd be like Snowpiercer. It goes all the way around the world. You don't know. <laughs> um. So I. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was kind of in and out of this movie during the beginning of this, but like as soon as they met Paul Bettany's character, I was way more invested in this movie, and that happens yeah. like maybe halfway through, but like for whatever reason the stakes were raised. And I was way more invested going forward from there rather than what all the bullshit happening in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, I I think for me personally, I don't I think I liked it more the first time I watched it than this time. Maybe just because maybe I was anticipating more of what was going to happen. Yeah, but I think I think it's mostly just based off the fact that of like what you guys were saying beforehand, where it's like this movie doesn't need, really need to exist 
It's mostly just like, <laughs> like a cash cash grab for people who know who Han Solo is that are just like, oh, yeah, that's where that happened. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so I have a note in here. Are, now, which character are you talking that he met? Is that that Dryden guy? Yeah, the guy with, like, the scars on his face. Yeah, yeah I was that uh, scratched by a cat. Okay. <laughs> yep. So... <laughs> <laughs> when they walk into that place, hold on, hear me out. I forgot about this character. I was just looking at my notes. They have the lady that's singing, right? She has like half a face or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's a green blob <laughs> in like one of those head tanks from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. That, oh my God, I rewinded it to listen to that green blob singing again because it cracked me up. <laughs> go back and just listen to that green like oh my god i want a buddy movie of the green blob and jar jar binks that's what i want for the next (laughs) oh no oh god god i uh i love you on this show so much cool (laughs) (laughs) um so but anyway regardless i I really got into it once Paul Bettany's character was introduced. Maybe the stakes just got greater in it, and it, it felt like I really didn't know it was going to happen. Um, but, like, I, I don't remember much else from this movie besides, like, the train scene and seeing Darth Maul again. Like, otherwise, like, I don't remember hardly anything about this movie, so I was pretty stoked to see what was coming after. Yeah, I I know. Well, when me and Molly watched it, I think I fell asleep during when they actually get to Kessel, and then right when they leave it. So I had to go back and rewatch that, and then I mean it's okay. But even going back and rewatching it, I was like, I don't, I didn't really need to watch. This. No, 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 <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> but I think that's kind of like the main premise of this whole movie. It's like I don't know. It's just. It's fun for what it is, but it doesn't really need to exist. Like, that's almost kind of like the whole movie in general. Mm -hmm. So, Cole, does the Kessel Run mean anything to you? Uh, no. Not at all. (laughs) Uh, it really doesn't. Um, but that was... Hold on. Kessel Run, is that when they are... Going to the mining community? Yeah, it's when they they get the uh, unrefined mineral and they have to race it back to get it to the refinery before it explodes. Yeah. Okay, so here was my confusion on that part. They mentioned in the beginning this hyperfuel stuff, right? Is that a drug, for one? <laughs> no, it's what uh, makes ships go fast. Yeah, I feel okay, like this I is the that. first time they even bring that shit up too, because they never really bring up hyperfuel and other and other ones. Do no, they? no, I just assumed that all ships just can go fast. Like even Tie yeah, Fighters can right. go into hyperspace. Exactly. So that's what I thought at first. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Hyperfuel has to do with like the ships and stuff. But then when they're trying to bribe that agent to let them through the gate. In the very beginning, she looks at it like she's about to go get high with it. So I was like, what is, because what, what is she going to do with it? I thought, oh my God, they are like selling LSD to this woman right here. Like, oh my God, what's going on? So then I was totally confused. And then they start talking about mining this stuff. And I'm like, is that hyperfuel? Is it a drug? Is everybody on crack here? What's going on? I was so confused. <laughs> So I did a little bit of like background on this. So I guess uh, when they talk about spices in the Star Wars universe, it's like illegal drugs. What? So like the like anybody doing oh, yeah. a a spice they do run. Spices. Any anytime that anyone's doing a spice run, it's kind of like a quote illegal drug. So like, but that's not what he was doing here. But I think they bring him up later on. Like uh, Kessel is like a spice run. It's like it's like the uh, Silk Road or whatever it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. So the Kessel run is like 
it'll come up later that uh, Han Solo brags about this in future movies. Um, yeah, when uh, yeah, well, yeah, when when people are thinking about hiring him as uh, like a transport, his big claim to fame is that he did the Kesselron in twelve parsecs. Yeah. And so uh, it's been no. it's been debated on whether that's like a unit of like time or a unit of distance, and I don't even know which one it is. <laughs> I guess it's a, yeah. a, a time. <laughs> I I'm not sure, but uh, anyway, it's it's a big deal, and he did it real quick. <laughs> so there you go. And then, he did like, a good job. The last half of this movie is that, and like I would loved it if. That was just a completely fabricated story of Han Solo, but we obviously needed to see it in this movie. Yeah, that, and that's that's the charm of Han Solo in the original trilogy is that like everything he could be saying to you is legit bullshit. But in this movie is like, but- yeah, but it really happened. Here it is in in film celluloid. Here we are. In a week's span, it, it all happened. <laughs> And it took two hours and 20 minutes to show us. Yeah. I actually was surprised that it was that long. Cause I thought after Ron Howard took over, it was like only a 90 minute movie. But then I thought about, no, that's justice league. And that's Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, damn but, it. Like- just another redhead. But all this shit, I kind of want to know, like, what Cole's idea of, like, characters that we're going to see in the future, like... So I know you're like, Chewbacca. What do you think of Chewbacca in, the, in this movie? Ah, uh, I liked Chewbacca. I, I... I guess I thought that he would have more, like, speed roles, and that sounds stupid to say, like, not that, like he's actually talking. <laughs> Like, I thought in my head, in my weird Star Wars head, that they had subtitles for Chewbacca, but <laughs> they apparently don't. So I must have just totally dreamt that up somewhere. Um, well, but I thought the story of Chewbacca was good. I I loved how in the mining, uh, the mining town, when he helped out his fellow Wookies, I was a big fan of that, and we got to see some more of the Wookies. Um, yeah, I like Chewbacca. Now he's more in the original trilogies, though, right? Like he's all over those. Oh yeah, he's oh, all yeah. over it. Yeah, for sure. But I sweet. I also liked when he they went to the mining town and Chewbacca was just like, "Hold on, I'm gonna fuck shit up for a little bit." Like that was <laughs> yeah, that was actually really cool because in the original yeah. trilogy, you he, they they make reference to like how strong he is, but you never really get to see him cut loose. And I think this yeah. is the only movie where he, like, goes on a full-on rampage. Yeah, and, they, and like, uh, another thing they show in this is that they reference how he's how he's able to rip people's arms out of their sockets, and they actually do it in this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fact they bring up in episode four um, that I don't want to, like, spoil it for you, but he doesn't ever rip anybody's arms out of their sockets except for this movie. <laughs> Jeez. But the threat is still yeah, there. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was a fan of him in the movie. Uh, did you guys get a vibe? And this is just totally because I probably just because I watched it a couple weeks ago. In the beginning, when it's uh, Woody Harrelson's little group, totally thought for a second it was like a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's it's kind not of just like, I watched the other day. Yeah, it's kind of not hard. It, it's kind of hard to like not see that after like Guardians came out, and like any space ragtag group really feels kind of the same, especially when it's under the Disney banner as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I so th- this is kind of like a, a another train of thought. This movie and also the next one we come into. Um, I want to bring it up now before I forget about it, because I might forget when we get to the next one. But they have, like, a very muted color tone. And I know, like, 4, 5, and 6, the original trilogy, kind of all kind of do. But, like, not really, because filming back then, like, 
it, it's just it's they were made in the 70s and 80s and so like it's a bit drab but even then yeah. like i feel like they're a bit more colorful and this just was not not that it wasn't colorful it was just so desaturated of color that i even had to like draw my shades <laughs> and like just to see <laughs> what was going on in this movie because any light hitting my tv like i couldn't see any goddamn thing whatsoever <laughs> And, like, that is, and I think that's true with this one and kind of the next one coming up, that they're just, like, so washed yeah. out of any color that it was, like, but, kind of annoying. Yeah, but, like, in all honesty, like, there's, like, that's kind of, like, a like an ongoing trend with, like, Disney in general, where it's just, yeah. like, some of, like, the movies they just put out where it's, like, it doesn't have, like, a certain feel to it. They just, like, well, just give it, like, a gray tone. Like, even yeah. some Marvel movies are kind of like that. Yeah, I and I've even seen, like, uh, YouTube videos about that, too. And it wasn't even until, like, Spider-Man Homecoming or the Guardians movies that even rectified that. And, like, e if you watch, like, Winter Soldier or Civil War or anything like that, they are a, a muted color tone as well. And, yeah. that, and it doesn't make, like, it, that it's a bad movie or anything like that. It's just, like, in a Star Wars movie where there's, like, alien races everywhere and, like... You could go and do anything. You can be on any other planet, and it's just all like gray and brown. It's like, oh my god! Like it's very <laughs> tiring to look at. Now, like another like question that I have for Cole because he's, he's not been exposed to anything Star Wars up to this point. Did you feel like the character of Lando Calrissian was forced in this movie? Yeah, he came out of left field, his whole like demeanor and everything, and I he did not fit to me at all. To me, he looked like a '70s pimp. <laughs> well, straight down to the Lando name, and I was like, "What? What is this? Like a card shark living with all these aliens? Straight '70s pimp? That's what I got from him." Uh. That well, if you ever I see him... I was not him, a fan of Lando. When you see him, I think, in Return of the... Or Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Like, that's good. You're going to get the same vibe. <laughs> Wait, he shows up again? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Get out of town. But it's... But it's... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to... I don't want to ruin it for you. It's Billy D. Williams. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. I'm sold. So, so that's coming down further down the line, but like, in it's it's brought up that Han Solo knows this character already when you meet him later, and so this is where you meet him in this movie. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I, and honestly, I think Donald Glover does a better uh, Lando Calrissian than um, uh, Alden Ehrenreich does of a Han Solo. It's, oh yeah, I it, agree. It's yeah, he, he definitely, uh, yeah, Donald Glover definitely encompasses kind of like how you feel when you see uh, Lando in the the later movies. Yeah, it's it's close, but I think the Lando is 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 a bit better. Yeah. Um. Like, and, but, but but like in 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 their defense, like it's 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 so fucking hard to just nail down how Harrison Ford does Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, all there, like, gives it his all. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck, I wish, like, a young Han Solo was playing this right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would also say that, uh, I, I think it's weird that Lando, like, probably fucks a robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have that as a note. It, what is going on with that? He has a very intimate relationship with the C three PO knockoff. <laughs> like, well, even like, but uh, in the the latest movie, they hint that he's pansexual, to where it's like, okay, well then maybe he just fucks whatever. All right then. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but it's. It comes off like I doesn't just come off strange. Like I don't mind if he's like a womanizer or or whatever. 
if like that's his character, that's his character. But like, yeah, I have this like robot companion, and I probably fuck it. <laughs> like it just seems weird that like of all of the droids that are in this Star Wars universe, this is one that you can fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like a sex doll. Kind of, yeah. but it also like has a great navigation. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I wanna, it... I wanna fuck something that knows where it's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I, I guess uh, also in this too, like I didn't pay any attention, but I was reading the trivia later that once that uh, L3's memory went into the uh, Millennium Falcon, that's when it started making its like signature noises. And I, d- oh. I didn't pay any attention to that. Like before. Yeah, I didn't either. Cause I thought it was so weird going back and watching this where it's like they uploaded a droid into the Millennium Falcon. Like, where does that make sense in the original trilogy? But I, I guess it's the noises. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's just like it's the ship's personality. Because in, um, in one of the in the original trilogy, I think C-3PO or R2 is like connected to the ship. And it said like the ship is being rude, and I I I want to say like uh, from that one line, that's where they made this entire character. <laughs> yeah, like this is that's this whole fucking movie. They're just they're trying to explain every little thing, where it's like I don't give a shit, I don't care. Yeah, the the, the ship's rude, cool. I don't need I don't need an ex- explanation behind it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole deal. That's this. That's the entire movie in a nutshell. Is just that. It's that one yeah. phrase. You know what I do need explanation on? Going to my notes there. Why do we not see more of Lady Proxima down on Corellia? <laughs> that worm person? <laughs> Hear me out. First time she talks. I mean, the only time she talks. We see her for like 10 seconds. The only time she talks, she sounds like Roz from Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched. I'm watching you, Wazowski. <laughs> she sounds just like her. I had to Google it because I was like, okay, come on. It's got to be. Well, oh so God. here we go. We need a Lady Proxima, Jar Jar Banks, Weird Head in a Jar singing guy. Oh, man. <laughs> crossover <laughs> movie. <laughs> Take my checkbook right now. Just take it. So, like, this take, movie, take all my money. <laughs> this movie also is like a. Uh, it's it it caters way too much to the hardcore fan. I think. We're, yeah, way um, too much. Like, I maybe we already even said that, but like, the casual fan doesn't care about any of this stuff. Like, I would say I'm a casual fan of Star Wars, right? I don't need to know about the fucking dice or where he got his blaster or any of that shit. I don't care. This should be, like, in one of those ultimate reference guidebooks. Like, yeah. that you get, that you <laughs> that you can read about all of the Star Wars characters. But, like, I don't need this to... This whole movie should be, like, an episode of The Clone Wars where no one cares. Yeah, I don't need to see a $275 million movie dedicated to backstory on Han Solo. Like, it... Yeah. I don't care. Like, if all... Any of the characters that have their own backstory, I do not need to know Han Solo's. Like, I would rather... Yeah, out, of, out, of, out of any of the background characters, Han Solo's the one I want to know the least about, because his whole story is so shrouded in mystery... That, that's what makes him interesting. Yeah. So wait, he's a background character in the original trilogy? No. Not even, yeah, no, he's not. But it's like, in terms of like the characters in general, like he's the one that's so mysterious that like the the fact that you don't know what's real is what makes him interesting. I and got this you. Movie, okay. And this movie totally like gets rid of that by being like, see, it all happened. Yep. It removes the mystique. It yeah. does. Yeah. You so. know what wasn't mysterious about this movie though? Was Clint Howard. 
Did anybody else catch that quick appearance of my man, Clint Howard? You better believe I spotted a Clint Howard in this movie. Oh, I had to pause it. Just like when I rewinded to see the Green Blob sing again, I had to pause it to make sure I was seeing Clint Howard in this movie. Oh, yeah. You better believe I caught him. hard to miss Clint Howard. The freaking ref of the Robot Wars or whatever is going on. Yeah! Oh my God! I call them the UFC three PO wars. You UFC three PO. That's very good. Very good call. God damn it, Cole! We need oh, more man. of you on these shows. <laughs> I'm getting in my groove now. So, oh my God! And then, so can we get to the end with the pirates on that little island of all like the, the worn out native American people? Yeah. Yes, we can. <laughs> so when the pirate takes off the the mask, did anybody else think that was Woody's daughter? <laughs> uh, well, seeing this before, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, way to shoot down my theory right away. <laughs> I've never seen this, and she takes off the hood, and they had a moment where they stared at each other, and I was like, oh, must be his daughter. What a neat little twist. That wasn't the case. <laughs> Would have been cooler if it was the case. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. But yeah, but now instead they have to go the route of we're actually starting a pause, 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 rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> not not only is Han Solo answering every single question that you may have had from any other movie before, but he may have also started the rebellion. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a lot of baggage to put on a person. This podcast is making both of you hate this movie even more. But that's more just than when we started. <laughs> but that's just it. Like yeah, I yeah, watched the movie and, and I thought it was fine. Yeah, it, it's it's a fine movie. It's, God, it, it I felt like it was made for so many wrong. Yeah, I I I wanted to like go. But you in... know what was? Oh, go ahead. You know what was the right reason? Let me what? Besides okay. Clint Howard, at the very <laughs> yeah. end, Besides and I noticed that I didn't have to pause it because they showed it a couple times. Willow was it. What the fuck? Warwick you... Davis himself. Oh. <laughs> Warwick Davis. <laughs> I want to I'm going to give you that right now. Warwick, Warwick Davis is probably in like 7 of these movies. <laughs> what? Even more coming up. I know he's in Return of the Jedi <laughs> and I think he's in uh, some of the later like Disney movies as well, like s- Episode Seven. Yeah, I think he is too. But I want to say he. Oh my god! Like they they bring him back as kind of like a novelty because I think he played, I think he played some of the Ewoks or something. Yeah, he played Wicket. Yeah. Which means oh nothing to Cole. I but... love I love Willow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he so he, good. He's been in a few Star Wars movies uh, because he was in Return of the Jedi, so they bring him back for a few here and there. That's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> so, so Cole, you said that you fell asleep during your the whole uh, Darth Maul scene? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you, saw, you saw Darth Maul then? Oh, trust me. That's one of my last notes I have here. <laughs> All right. Is that Crimson Dawn, right, was the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. my God. So, I, Cole, I, you like, hey, Cole, did you like that? I loved it. Well, <laughs> guess what? He never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding, right? No. Nope, that, no. That's the last time you were ever going to see Darth Maul in any of these movies. For fuck's sake, what's the purpose? <laughs> well, this... What is the purpose? I'll tell you why. Because this was originally going to be a trilogy. When they originally were going to make this Han Solo 
spin-off movie. It was going to be a trilogy of movies, and then it's not going to happen. So they were, like, setting these little red herrings. Yeah. This movie made such less money than what they expected. They were just... Well, I'm changing my grade on this movie. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he never... Co- That's ridiculous. I was so excited. And what a cool little turn at the end. I mean, I have my questions as to, like, you know, why he's still alive after he fell down that endless pit in episode <laughs> one. But... That notwithstanding, I loved it because I love the Boogeyman. <laughs> well, it's the last time you're ever going to see him in, in any of the movies we watch from now on. Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> I have to ask you, is her name Kira? Is that his, like, love interest? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Do we see her more? No. No. What is the... Oh, my God. <laughs> Nope. Okay. Well, now I suddenly hate this movie. <laughs> I want more of the stories that were not finished in this movie. Well, too bad. Well, this so is sad. it. This is it. Well, I'm going to have to contact my boy Clint Howard to tell him to get on it. <laughs> <laughs> God um, damn it. I know. I know. It's heartbreaking. I get it. I get it. Do you, before we wrap the show up, do you have any other questions of what's coming down the road from this movie? Yeah. I have one more question. It's from the very first note I have here. Tell me again. Why is this not on Disney Plus? Oh, just... I don't know. I Yeah. And it's like a whole thing. Like Netflix had a deal with Disney... Before Disney Plus got established, to have like certain movies just exclusive to Disney Plus, so I think, okay. I think the only ones left that are exclusive to Netflix and not Disney Plus are this and Infinity War. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I don't have any more questions beyond that. <laughs> I will tell you guys because I thought this during the. Movie. I am freaking loving doing the Star Warranting. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. This is a blast because never in my life, before current day or after current day, would I have ever even sat down to watch a freaking Star Wars movie. <laughs> and I am having a freaking ball. <laughs> and I hope all the listeners are having a blast too. Yeah, they seem to oh, like they it. are. They definitely are. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so much fun. So, uh, what are you looking forward to in terms of like questions just for Star Wars in general going into the into the next movies? So, I'm super I'm going to say I'm a pretty optimistic person in general, but I'm going to say I am looking into the original trilogy very pessimistically because I like the big budget like over the top action type movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you you guys know from know me personally, like I like Transformers and like I like the over the top budget. Sure. So going back and watching a couple movies from the seventies and early eighties, I might have my reserves on these. Just in terms okay. of like how they're shot and how they're produced. Because I don't normally enjoy a ton of those movies. Um I do I do like some classics. But I don't. I I have my uh, reservations on these ones coming up. Okay. I. But I am hoping that I get to see some more characters I, that I haven't seen yet. And that you will. So like I, that was one of my one things I wondered going in uh, because of your actual like love of the prequels for whatever reason. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I. I, I wondered how you were going to take the there. I'm not going to say they are like slow paced, but definitely a new hope is a slower pace than uh, like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So that one might be a bit of a slog for you. I'm not sure. Um, but at the same time, they are they are. Uh, I'm not going to say they're paced faster, but they're shorter movies. And they don't, like, draw out so much 
like stuff that you don't need to really see like this movie like that, that maybe you had to complain about like uh the uh solo that you said in the very beginning that like i i felt like they were drawn out scenes just because whereas like they don't do those so much in episodes four five and six because they were just like making them and they're kind of like quick like they're making quick jumps to here to here to here to here but like yeah it's still like not so but in not like a jarring way okay if that makes any i can sense. get behind that yeah like I'm, I'm really curious on what you're gonna think going into the original ones because it's like yeah, the original trilogy is not building to anything. All of these movies we've watched up to this point are building to something that's already existed. When you when when you watch episode four, that's the earliest movie that was ever made. They're not building to anything. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even so know like the fact that you've watched so many movies that are building around that one movie. We're gonna get to that, and you've already watched so many things that have already built to that. This whole chronological thing is bizarre, guys. I know, but that's why I love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what's coming up next week? I have to know. So okay. ne- next week, we're still in the Disney Star wars verse, And this is going to be a movie. This is going to be the movie right before we get into the, into the original trilogy. Because it's going to be a movie that takes place directly right before... Star Wars Episode 4, because we're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yes. Okay. All right. So, this is going to be weird for you, because this is going to be a movie based on something that's talked about (laughs) in Episode 4, where they talk about how a lot of people lost their lives trying to get the plans of the Death Star... This is the story of the people getting the plans of the Death Star. All right. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what I'm watching. I'm supposed to be excited about, <laughs> about it. This is all all completely new characters you've never heard of in scene, and they're not even really mentioned in later movies. They're just a team gets something for later events <laughs> in the other yeah is it a real movie like real people it's not a cartoon right it's a real movie yeah no it's okay so i might like it a bit more than the clone Wars. oh i i would say that you would like if i could give my two cents on the movie going in you don't need to know anything going in really like you can watch it for what it is and still enjoy it because there's still like a thrill going in it does help if you've seen episode four beforehand, but still, I don't think it's going to ruin it for you. This movie might be, uh, I won't, I don't know if I'm going to say it's going to be your favorite so far. Cause episode three, I think is going to be that for you, but it is, um, I think you're still going to like this one coming up. Yeah. You know, well, on me being like a big Star Wars fan, this is probably my favorite of the Disney Star Wars movies that they've made so far. Just based on the fact that I was a Star Wars wow. fan. Going yeah, yeah. I okay. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I think you might like. It. I'm not gonna try to get your hopes up or anything like that. But I, th- I'm. I think you're gonna like this next one coming up. It's a, it's a yeah. little bit of like it, a. I think, I think it has, it has a darker tone than most Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it does have a darker okay. tone. Like it I didn't even know we were going off the uh path again. Well, this is going to be the last Oh yeah. This is going to be the last one off the beaten path. Yeah. Everything up to this point, yeah, everything beyond here is just going to be the straight Okay. Mhm. Well, um, I'm excited. I'm excited, guys. I I hope you are. So next week is Rogue One, a Star Wars story, so check it out. But before we get into Rogue One, what would you grade Solo, a Star Wars story? Okay. Uh, for me, let me start out by saying, on my notes, I have it as, I have it as a B. Not necessary, but entertaining. After okay. you guys a little more, I'm going to give it a B because I feel that it's super not necessary. 
<laughs> Sorry, can you say, what, what was your grade again? A B minus, you said? Painting minus a couple scenes that drank. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably do you one further and give it a C. Because I was, I mean, it was fun for what it was, but yeah, going back and it, like, thinking about everything that was like, man, this is kind of useless. So yes. So I give it a C. All right, you give it a C plus. Hot take, Havens. You give it a B minus. You know what? I am going to also be on the side of Hot Take Havens and give it a B minus as well. Like, even though I like talked a lot of shit about this movie, I still had fun watching it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I almost wanted to root against it while watching it. And it, it ended up winning me over at some point. And I'm like, you know what? That was still fun. Like, I, I still enjoyed myself. And uh, overall, as a movie, I think it's pretty well done. Um, but as a Star Wars movie, it I don't think it's, it's necessary to even exist. <laughs> so I'm, like, at a weird, tricky position. Like, I had fun with it. Should it exist? No. But I think it, it's, like, a B-. minus. So there you have it. So everybody, Cole, in general, if they want to talk to you about Star Wars, where could they do so? Hey, you can find me at Coach Havens on Twitter. <laughs> Pretty good. JT, where can they hit you up? You can find me at Bucky Phone on Twitter. Also, Bucky Phone is going to bug on Snapchat. You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find <laughs> both me and JT on Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. While there, the Tournament of Random Movies is still open. This week, we got a family-friendly feud of Hook versus... That's right. We got Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. Wreck-It Ralph versus Hook. So check that out. Uh, all of our episodes are uploaded onto reviewreviewpod.podbean.com as well as every other podcasting hosting site there is out there. Heck, even YouTube. Nobody listens to it there, but it's there. Uh, and if you want to write into the show, you can do so. <laughs> nobody, gives <laughs> nobody gives a shit about it. You can uh, write in at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Uh, so that's going to be the show. Next week, we have Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And this Thursday, yes. uh, before that even happens, we are going to have uh, one of my picks for the June again. Yeah, The Art of Self-Defense, which you can watch on Hulu. So, check it out. We got yes. a, a plethora of things still coming. More Star Wars, for sure. More Hot Take Havens. <laughs> and his journey through Booyah. this chronological order of Oh, this anarchy. This is straight anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to be the show. So until next time, I've been short of the Max Extreme. Hey, I'm JT3K. And for Hot Take Havens, the we are off.